Welcome to Cook Look. This is Magazine Monday, and on Magazine Mondays, every Monday, I go through an issue on my food magazine collection. This magazine is Taste of Home, and this issue is from winter of 2020. So, this is last year. <laughs> And with Christmas around the corner, I do plan on making an episode dedicated to holiday recipes. That's coming soon. But for now, I am just going to look at this issue. This is Taste of Home. This issue focuses on 13 by 9 pan recipes. And for those of you who don't know, 13 by 9 is a 13 inch by 9 inch pan that you put food in and bake in the oven usually. Very versatile kitchenware. So on this issue, they got 13 by 9 pan recipes. They have a picture of party beef tacos that they put on page 22. If you look in the distance, it looks like the number 77, but it's not 77, it's 22. The font that they used for the page numbers for the party beef tacos just looks weird. But anyway, also in this issue, they got 129 simple one-dish recipes, ranging from breakfast, dinner, snacks, and desserts. And also, as a bonus... They have a bonus chapter called 8 by 8 Suppers in an 8 by 8 Pan. It's an 8 inch by 8 inch pan. It's just like a 13 by 9 pan, but smaller. All right, let's get into it. So right off the bat, we got Now Feeding Your Family is Easier Than Ever. Discover how with trusted recipes, tips, and hacks... From Today's Home Cooks Inside the Taste of Home Cookbook. And this shows a The Taste of Home Cookbook with 1,000 plus recipes, 23 chapters of kitchen-tested favorites, has instant pot and air fryer sections, meal planner ideas, time-saving at-a-glance icons, and it's in a five-ring binder format with 638 pages. And you can get yours today at shoptasteofhome.com slash tasteofhome5. And yes, I did check. The link does still work. If you are interested in the cookbook, I am going to put a description in the show notes. Like... I'm going to put the link in the show notes I meant to say, and if you're interested in that, you can click on the link, buy the book if you want. I have no association with Taste of Home. I just found that interesting. So, I went on the website. The link still works. It leads right to the book. And also, appetizer moment, because there's something about cookbooks that are spiral-bound that just hits different, you know? I don't know. Maybe it aesthetically looks good to me. I don't know. And then we got the editor's note. And they have their social networks listed. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And they got the issue credits. 
Now their table of contents have appetizers, beef, pork, chicken, fish and seafood, meatless, and they put bonus chapter, 8 by 8 dinners, side dishes, breads and rolls, one pan breakfasts, brownies and bars, cakes and treats, make and freeze, and of course, the index. So, they do have icons. There's a fast fix icon, which shows a blue clock, and it says that if it shows that, then that means that the dish would be done in 30 minutes or less. And if a recipe has five ingredients, they have an icon that has a five and an I on it. And it says recipes made with a few ingredients. So in five ingredients or less. And then freeze it. And they have a snowflake icon. And if you see that on a recipe, that means that you can freeze the recipe and make it later. What I mean is, they mean that you can make the dish and then freeze it later, and you can use that as leftovers and all of that. So now that we got that out of the way, we're, like, this, this intro's pretty short. This is, like, one of the shortest intros that I have ever done on this show. Wow. <laughs> so let's just get on to the recipe highlights. And of course, I'm going to be right back with that. I'm sorry I have to start this off with an appetizer moment, but it's been a rough couple days. <laughs> I had the booster shot, Moderna, and I just been sleepy. My muscles have been aching, and I'm just getting out of that. I... <laughs> I'm I'm starting to feel back to normal now. But anyway, let's get back on to the main course. The recipe highlights. Alright. So for Magazine Mondays, the recipe highlights, I just open up the issue to a random page and just highlight the recipe. So I'm gonna open the issue. Bam. There we are. So, this recipe highlight is from page 56 of the Winter 2020 issue of Taste of Home. And this recipe is the Shrimp and Crab Casserole. I love me some casserole. I like shrimp. I like crab. So, this is going to be a field day for me. Ah, love me some shellfish. Just saying. Anyway, this is what it says. A medley of seafood and other flavors combined in this rich, satisfying dish. Make it a day in advance for company or any night you crave an easy, elegant meal. This recipe is from Jan Bartley from Evergreen, North Carolina. So people on... Taste of Home, I forgot to mention, do send in their recipes to Taste of Home that I have gathered. And I don't know where they would send it. I would assume on their social networks because, as I mentioned earlier, they do have a few social networks that you can connect to them on. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. 
So I assume that's where people probably submit their recipes. Anyway, the preparation time for the shrimp and crab casserole is 25 minutes, bakes for 40 minutes, and it makes eight servings. What you'll need for this recipe are two packages or 8.8 ounces each of ready-to-serve long grain and wild rice, fourth cup of butter cubed, two celery ribs chopped, one medium onion chopped, three tablespoons of all-purpose flour, one and a half cups of half and half cream, one teaspoon of seafood seasoning, three-fourths teaspoon of salt, half teaspoon of hot pepper sauce, fourth teaspoon of pepper, one and a half pounds of uncooked shrimp, 30 to 40 per pound, peeled and deveined, two cans of lump crab meat drained, and one cup of shredded Colby Monterey Jack cheese. All right, it is instruction time. All right, step one. Preheat oven to 350 degrees. Spread rice into a greased 13 by nine inch baking dish in a large skillet. Heat butter over medium high heat. Add the celery and onion. Cook and stir until tender, which would take six to eight minutes. Stir in the flour until blended. Gradually whisk in the cream. Bring to a boil, stirring constantly. Cook and stir until thickened. And this will take about one to two minutes. All right, step two. Stir in seafood seasoning, salt, pepper, sauce, and pepper. Fold in shrimp and crab. Spoon over the rice. Sprinkle with the cheese. Bake covered until the shrimp turns pink. This will take about 40 to 45 minutes. And then let's stand for five minutes. And this does have nutrition fats. So one serving of this is... 376 calories, 17 grams of fat, 10 of it is saturated fat, 195 milligrams of cholesterol, 1,127 milligrams of sodium, 24 grams of carbs, 3 grams of sugars, 1 gram of fiber, and 29 grams of protein. And this serves eight. All right. The next recipe highlight is pork tenderloin with mango relish. I'm not much of a relish fan, not much of a mango fan, but we flipped onto it randomly, so I I can't complain. But if you do like some mangoes, or make a mango relish, or just like relish, this might be a thing for you. It's not for me, but it may be for you. (laughs) 
So what this says is colorful mango relish is a refreshing counterpoint to the heat of the meat rub I use to pep up a number of pork dishes. These roasted tenderloins are sure to turn out juicy. This is from Gloria Bradley from Naperville, Illinois. So this prep takes 15 minutes and you bake it for 45 minutes and this makes six servings. All right, what you'll need for this recipe are one and a half teaspoons of ground coriander, one teaspoon of ground cumin, half teaspoon of salt, half teaspoon of sugar, half teaspoon of ground chipotle pepper, half teaspoon of smoked Spanish paprika, two pork tenderloins, which are a three-fourth pound each, and for the mango relish, to go with that, you would need one medium mango, peeled and chopped, two plum tomatoes, seeded and chopped, third cup of chopped onion, third cup of chopped, seeded, peeled cucumber, a fourth cup of minced fresh cilantro, one jalapeno pepper, seeded and chopped, and three tablespoons of lime juice. All right, it is time. It is that time. It is time. Okay, so step one, in a bowl, combine the first six ingredients. Your first six ingredients are your ground coriander, your ground cumin, your salt, your sugar, your chipotle pepper, and your paprika, and then set aside half a teaspoon of that for your relish. And then rub the remaining spice mixture onto your tenderloins. Place in a lightly greased 13 by 9 inch baking pan. Bake, uncovered, at 350 degrees for 40 to 50 minutes or until a thermometer reads 160. Let the tenderloins stand for five minutes. Step two. Meanwhile, in a small bowl, combine the mango, tomatoes, onion, cucumber, cilantro, and the jalapeno. Combine lime juice and reserved spice mixture. Add to mango mixture and toss to coat. Slice your pork and then serve with the mango relish. And this does have a recipe note. It says, wear disposable gloves when cutting hot peppers. The oils from the pepper can burn your skin. And of course, avoid touching your face, especially your eyes. <laughs> I've been there and done that, so it's a good thing that Taste of Home is telling you this, because if I ain't telling you, someone else will. Okay, so the nutrition fats of this and a serving size for this recipe is three ounces of cooked pork with a third cup of relish. That gives you 171 calories, 
4 grams of fat, 1 gram of saturated fat, 63 milligrams of cholesterol, 245 milligrams of sodium, 9 grams of carbs, 7 grams of sugar, 2 grams of fiber, and 23 grams of protein. All right, the next recipe highlight is quinoa and black bean stuffed peppers. Honestly, I am looking at this. I love beans. I love me a good bean. I do like me some bell peppers sometimes because it looks like bell peppers, like the green bell peppers. And also, quinoa. I don't think I really had quinoa, but I definitely have had rice. But I could imagine this going good with quinoa. Because according to Cindy Reams from Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania, quinoa is definitely good with this. And this is what it says. If you're thinking about a meatless meal, give these no-fuss peppers a try. They come together with just a few ingredients and put a tasty spin on a low-fat dinner. If you are a lacto-ovo vegetarian, this is a recipe for you. Alright, this takes 30 minutes to make, and it makes four servings. What you'll need are one and a half cups of water, one cup of quinoa, rinsed, four large green peppers, one jar of chunky salsa divided by... I would think that you could also make a homemade salsa. I'm pretty sure that would go better with that. One can of black beans, rinsed and drained. And let me tell you, I love black beans. Black bean burritos? Y'all, but that's not what we're talking about right now. A half cup of reduced fat ricotta cheese. A half cup of shredded Monterey Jack cheese, divided. All right, it is time for instruction time. So, step one, preheat your oven to 400 degrees. In a saucepan, bring a water to a boil. Add your quinoa, reduce the heat, simmer covered until the water is absorbed. This will take about 10 to 12 minutes. Step two. Meanwhile, cut and discard tops from peppers. Remove the seeds. Place in a greased 8-inch square baking dish cut side down. Microwave the peppers, uncovered, unhigh, until crisp tender. This will take about three to four minutes. Turn the peppers cut side up. Reserve a third cup of salsa. Add remaining salsa to quinoa. Stir in beans, ricotta cheese, and fourth cup of Monterey Jack cheese. Spoon mixture into peppers. Sprinkle with remaining cheese. Bake uncovered until the filling is heated through. This will take about 10 to 15 minutes, topped with the reserved salsa. So, a serving size for this recipe is one stuffed pepper, and it's 393 calories, 
8 grams of fat, 4 grams of saturated fat, 20 milligrams of cholesterol, 774 milligrams of sodium, 59 grams of carbs, 10 grams of sugar, 10 grams of fiber, and 18 grams of protein. All right. The next recipe highlight is easy Mexican brownies. Okay. What's Mexican about them? That's my question. <laughs> I am curious now. On the previous page, they show a picture of cream cheese brownies. But I opened the book. It led to easy Mexican brownies, so we're looking at that. All right. So, this is what it says. And this is only seven ingredients? What? That's not... Okay. I was hosting a fun Mexican-themed cocktail party and needed a quick dessert. Dressing up an ordinary box brownie mix made life easy and delicious. This is from Susan Stetzel from Gainesville, New York. All right. <laughs> Makes two dozen. <laughs> Takes 30 minutes to make. I wonder what's Mexican about them. Because they look like normal brownies to me. All right, let's check it out. <laughs> One package of fudge brownie mix. 13 by 9 inch pan size. Two teaspoons of ground cinnamon. Oh, okay, okay. One teaspoon of ground ancho chili pepper. What? Is that what's Mexican about it? <laughs> and three-fourths cup of dark chocolate chips. And it also has additional ingredients. Two large eggs, half cup of canola oil, and a fourth cup of water. Which, that's to be expected when you're making brownies. Especially from a box. Ancho peppers? Or is it ancho? I'm sorry, this is just me, but I don't deal with peppers often, so I had to look up what an ancho pepper is. <laughs> and it's a green pepper, so it's basically a poblano. It's a poblano pepper. On the Scoville scale, it is mild compared to other peppers. It is 1,000 to 2,000 Scoville heat units. Skin is wrinkly and looks a little bit like a giant raisin with a stem. And this is according to culinaryhill.com. So, this is a pretty mild pepper that we're working with here. But if you want more spice to your brownies, I'm sure a hotter pepper would do. But, again, I don't deal with peppers that much. That's, that's more my brother's thing. <laughs> he loves that spicy food. I don't. And, all right, it is instruction time! You be careful with those peppers now. Okay, step one. Whisk together brownie mix and spices. Transfer the mixture to a one-quart glass jar. Top with your chocolate chips. Cover and store in a cool, dry place up to three months, if desired. Dang, you have to age this thing? Good God. <laughs> I, did, I did not expect that. Three months, wow. 
But it says if desired, so it's not a required step, but I guess it's a mere suggestion. Step two, to prepare brownies, preheat oven to 350 degrees. Whisk the eggs, oil, and water until blended. Gradually add chocolate chips and brownie mix. Mixing well, spread into a greased 13 by 9 inch baking pan. Alright. Bake until a toothpick inserted in the center comes out clean. And it says in parentheses to not overbake. Obviously. I mean we don't want we don't want tough brownies, man. I don't want a tough brownie. You don't want a tough brownie. It's a lose-lose situation for everyone. Alright. And this will take 20 to 25 minutes, by the way. Then you cool the brownies completely and pan on a wire rack. Okay, so appetizer moment. Who in their right mind <laughs> would put brownie batter in a one-quart jar and just and just store it in a cool place for three months? Who does that? Maybe her, maybe professional chefs. I don't know. I, I guess they do that to make the flavors more developed, but I don't know. That's just weird to me. That's just super weird to me, especially box brownie mix. Uh, maybe if it's like a, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just ignorant. That might be the thing. And I am already knocking it and I haven't even tried it. So shut up, Rosemary. But, but still, I don't know. That's highly unusual to me. I've never heard of that before. But anyway, back on to the main course. Let's read the nutrition facts because there are some people out there that focus on those. So one brownie is 173 calories, 10 grams of fat, 3 grams of it is saturated fat, 16 milligrams of cholesterol, 92 milligrams of sodium, 21 grams of carbs, 15 grams of sugar, 1 gram of fiber, and 2 grams of protein. I, I still can't get over that. <laughs> but yeah, that's all of the recipe highlights. And let's see, let's see. Friday's cookbook episode is going to be Better Homes and Gardens Comfort Cooking. So look forward to that. And yeah, that's it for today. Now it is time for the it, it outro. Roll it! Want to show your cooking skills? Want me to look at what cookbooks interest you? Want to chat? Or you just want to be updated on the podcast? Search and follow the podcast on Facebook. It is called Cookbook Podcast. Or you could click the link in the show notes. Or you can email me at cookbookpod at gmail.com. That is C-O-O-K-L-O-O-K-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm Rosemary Cottle, and my username is at cookbookpod on Twitter. You can also listen to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. 
New episodes come out Monday and Friday. Monday is Magazine Monday, and Friday are your regular cookbook cookbook episodes. Thank you for listening. Bye!